0: and right, just Welcome, welcome, everyone. This is the Narrative Podcast, and I'm your host, Halsey Z. Allen. Welcome all my narrators. Welcome anybody new to the podcast series. So this is just basically, this isn't a brand new episode. This is a reprieve episode from um, last week because I was having technical difficulties. So it appears to be like um, I was getting uh, distortion and feedback on the last 20 minutes of my um, podcast. So basically today what I'm doing is just picking up where I left off. But before I do that, I will just, um, you know, break it down for um, all people that are brand new listening, like if you haven't heard of my podcast before and you're just new, came across the platform just recently, um, just let me, allow me a brief sec to break it down for you. Okay, so this is the Narrative Podcast. It's called the Narrative Podcast for a Reason. Um, It's dedicated to destroying negative black stereotypes. My tagline is to destroy negative black stereotypes one episode at a time by providing positive frames of reference about black people and black culture. So the concept basically is very simple. Um... I destroy the negative uh, stereotypes by providing positive frames of reference about black people and black culture. Um, This platform is dedicated to highlighting and showcasing all our positive attributes and kind of dispelling what the uh, liberal media, or how the uh, liberal media portrays black people and black culture, they portray us in a negative light. And so I just provide positive uh, frames of reference about, you know, black people doing good, um, being leaders, being good mothers, being good fathers, uh, pillars of the community, not um, a drain on the resources as, you know, we're painted out to be. So they just, um, the media, Projects these distorted negative images about black people and black culture, and um, basically they hypercriminalize the black man and hypersexualize the black woman. So on this platform, I just basically, um, again, just play up, play up our strengths. I highlight all our success. Um, what I don't do here is I don't gossip. I don't slander. I don't throw other black people under the bus. What I do do here is uh, speak truth to power. Like if um, one of our brothers or sisters is conducting themselves in such a way where, you know, it looks reflects poorly on all of us, I will say something in that respect. But other than that, it's all positive over here. So no mudslinging, no, no tea, all right? no gossip. So the gossip stops here. Um, I do deliver commentary. When I do deliver my commentaries from the black perspective, like where are we at in this equation? What's that mean for us? And the reason I do that is because, you know, again, to control the narrative, because the media have us looking and sounding all types of crazy. So, again, like I said, this isn't an an actual episode. This is just basically um, picking up where I left off on the uh, previous episode over the weekend um, because I was having technical difficulties. Uh, I was getting all types of uh, feedback and distortion, and um, I checked with my provider. So it wasn't the Internet connection. They said it was... um, a microphone connection, so they didn't say whether it was mine or on their end. But I'm using the microphone that's the exact same microphone that I uh, used last weekend, and it's working just fine. I checked it like several times after the broadcast, so it definitely wasn't my microphone. So EQ levels was like set where they was supposed to sit. I don't know. Technology's a mother. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Um, it's a shame because I was really on a roll for my uh, last segment was my speaking point and I was really on a roll and I don't think I'm going to be able to bring it like I brought it uh, last weekend. If you're like a ummer, when somebody says something impactful, you would have been going, Mm, mm, the whole time listening to that, but I'm going to try to uh, recreate that, that um, moment. Uh, hopefully I can. Hopefully I can uh, tap into that energy that I'd had last weekend. But if not, it'll just be a quick glaze over my thoughts about some stuff that has happened um, recently. And then um, also leave you with my final thought, because like I said, this isn't a full episode. This is just basically... Picking up where I left off, where all that distortion started um, on the last episode. And speaking of that, let me take a little precautionary measure. Because we're not doing that again. All right, so I just had to take a little backup measure just in case Um, I'm getting some distortion this time around. Hopefully, that won't be the case. Um, It's a shame that they don't. There's not some type of software, something where they can tell you if your levels are correct or you're getting feedback. So, like. I really never know how my episodes are going to turn out to after they've already been recorded. But um, anyway, like I said, this is just basically like picking up where I left off over the weekend. Well, I didn't leave off. Like I said, it was just a whole bunch of distortion, a whole bunch of feedback. Um, you couldn't hear the last 20 minutes of my broadcast. Um, all right, so I'm gonna uh, go before I uh just dive back into um where I left off last time. I'm gonna just I, I got enough time because it's not going to be a super long one to uh break down the uh format for anybody that may be not you know familiar or acquainted with the narrative podcast. So basically, I, I have my um podcast divided into sections. Um, So the first section on a normal broadcast day, I would um, invite any black-owned business owners to to, uh, hit me up for a free promotion. So if you are a black-owned business owner or know of any black-owned business owners that would like or need some free promotion, for their business product or service, please hit me up at passionwebmail at poeticpassion.hosts. And in the uh, subject bar, type promo. And in the body of the email, tell me a little bit about yourself, your business, your product, and service. So be specific as possible. Um, in the uh, body of the email, tell me as much as you can tell me about your uh, business, your product, and your service. Like, if you have a physical store location, give me the address. Give me the, uh, you know, city, state, zip. Um, you know, be specific as possible. If it's, like, apparel, merchandise, tell me, like, brand sizes. Uh, if it's uh, food, tell me, you know, um Tell me what the theme of your restaurant is. What kind of food are you serving? Um, you know, just be specific. Like, just support all the supportive details that you would need in order to, you know, properly uh, plug plug your business, product, or service. And then also, please be have uh, a brief bio about yourself as well, because it's a proven fact people purchase items from you know people that they have a sense of familiarity with so if they feel they know you they'll be more apt to purchase something from you so like you know tell me your your background story tell me about you know your education how you grew up how did you come to you know where like what stage in your life did it click to you know sell so this business product or service like and then also if your um business uh, gives back to the black community or pays into some type of charity throw that in as well so like you know just basically anything you would put on a resume or a linkedin does that make sense like hope it hope it does i'm just trying to help the reason why I do that um, section is basically on the strength of reach one, teach one. I don't want your uh, personal information. I'm not, you know, trying to even get you to plug my podcast. This is like networking, you know, helping the process, keep keeping the uh, black dollars circulating in the black community. That's what that section is for. That's what that section is about. Okay. Then, after that, I'm also running a contest, and it's called The Chew On This Contest. Um, basically, I'm hosting the contest for all listeners, as I do not have a hotline yet, or um, I'm not doing any video feeds, so this is just something to, you know, get... um. Listener participation. I've devised a um, topic that I would like all my listeners to participate in. And for participating in it, I will reward you. Because that, you know, if you participate in this contest, it shows that you are a supporter of the podcast. So the fact that you sent that you entered the contest, let me know. You know, you're a narrator. You listen on a, a regular basis. That's what I call my uh, people, you know, they support my uh, podcast narrators and I get into the uh, meaning of the narrator in a second. Um, so, yeah. Um, my uh, c- contest is called the you on this and I call it the you on this because I'm going to give all participants a bulk supply of their favorite snack just by participating um, in the contest, answering or uh, sending me, you know, their version of the topic. And the topic is shopping while black. So it's a shame that everybody um, black all over the world, United States and abroad, has experienced that. It's a fact, it's a um, tragic, you know, truth of life for black people all over the world. We've all experienced it. Um, And I want to, you know, hear your story. And why am I doing the contest, like I said, already for um, uh, listener participation? And then also to keep the conversation going because, you know, we don't have authentic black neighborhoods in the, anymore. It's not universal across the board yet. So like, until we get our own, we need to get treated like um, human beings. When we go out to patronize retailers, um, I know a lot of uh, super woke people would be like, you know, that's what you get for going and spending your money where you're not wanted. And then my rebuttal to that is you cannot You know, physically tell every single, you know, Caucasian person is like racist or does not like black people. You can't tell that by looking at all of them. Some of them you can. Some of them you can just look at them and just know that they don't like black people. But there's a whole lot that can mask it very well. And you won't know until it's too late. But anyway, more about the contest. Um, to enter the contest, it's that same email address that I just gave you for the uh, free promotion. And how we're going to, how I'm separating uh, both of them is by the subject bar. So for the chew on this contest, what I would need you to do is type "chew on this" slash or dash, shopping while black. You don't even have to type shopping while black, you can put swb, and I know what it'll mean. And in the body of the email, so if you were still confused about the uh, email address, once again, the address is passionwebmail.poeticpassion.host. And in the body of the email for the, uh, you on this contest, um, just share your shopping while black experience. Please do not try to exceed over, you know, six paragraphs. I don't want to read a novel. I just want to know what happened. Like give me a brief, like summarize it. Summarize your shopping while black experience. And then also in that include your mailing address so I know where to send the snack. And then, like, what type of snack do you want? Like, be specific as possible, you know what I mean? Like, brand, flavor, etc. And I get that to you. Now, ideally, in my mind, how I want to do it is like, purchase your snack from a black owned vendor. But in the unlikely events that I cannot find a black owned vendor to purchase your snack from, I will most likely be getting it from Sam's Club or Costco. But it's just a thought to count, so I am going to make the conscious effort to find a black-owned vendor to supply your snack, And so it's like completing a circle. You're supporting my podcast. I'm supporting the black-owned business. Black-owned business, hopefully they're supporting the black community. So, like, everybody gets something. All right. So then after the uh, chew on this segment, I would transition into highlighting Black-owned businesses. And in that section, again, what it's for is to highlight and showcase, you know, Black entrepreneurialism, and um, black excellence people um, basically coming from the mud and starting a business. That's what I try to, you know, those are the type of businesses that I try to share. So the uh, qualifying criteria for my highlight section are like, you know, it's black owned, of course. They hire their own. Uh, They do for the community. They uh, do some type of philanthropy, some type of give back. Whether they have their own nonprofit organization or they pay into another well-known nonprofit organization or sponsor, you know, something in the neighborhood locally, uh, a Pop Warner League or something like that, you know, just impact the community in a positive way and also run their business. Another qualifying uh, thing I try to look for is people that wasn't necessarily um, college-educated. They didn't have a whole lot of knowledge. They just picked it up as they went and turned it into a multimillion-dollar brand. Um, Or maybe they did go to college, but the business they started wasn't necessarily in their uh, field of study. And they just, they start the business because that's what they want to do. That's where their uh, passion was. And then my last qualifying thing that I look for is like, you know, a personal thing. So my personal thing for the business highlight right now is, you know, summertime. So all the businesses that I'm currently highlighting, uh, you know that you would just think about like, hmm, the season of summer. Like, I you would need this in the summertime. So, like, I so in the highlight section, they're going to meet all of them, or at least at the very minimum one of them. And then after the uh, highlight section, I come to the spotlight section and the spotlight section is basically where I'm spotlighting um, the accomplishments of a prominent black figure. It's usually in the entertainment industry, uh, an actor, an actress, um, a director, a producer, somebody, a recording artist and athletes, comedians, um, writers, producers, Uh, Public figures, online public figures, Um, basically anybody black that's using their uh, platform in a positive way to, um, you know, empower us and make us look good and make us, um, you know, hold us up in a positive light. You know, the black experience, black people, black culture, um, you know. People doing positive things are probably not, you know, necessarily getting their shine or getting their enough roses, I feel. that's like, you know, giving back, helping people. Or just, you know, conducting themselves in a certain way. And so not for nothing also, I have been saying it until somebody proves me wrong. I started the way for the spotlight because before I started my spotlight section, literally nobody online was doing spotlights. Nobody. I'll wait. You tell me somebody who was, I'll wait. I ain't going to wait long because you ain't going to find it. But um, anyway, this is basically like the spotlight section is giving somebody black their uh, roses while they're alive to smell them. So somebody once said, uh, well, what about, uh, you know, the drink That's Yeah, that's just relegated to the hip hop genre. I'm just talking about black people in general. Like I just named all the uh, categories that I talked about, and he does it for like, his qualifying factor is like 10 years or longer. Mine is just like period. (laughs) If you're doing something positive, period. Okay, and then after the uh, spotlight, Here's where I, like, before I got left off on last time is the uh, health and wellness section. And the reason I do the health and wellness section is to, you know, do my part in this trying time that we're living in to, you know, promote healthy, active, fit lifestyle by giving, you know, tips because it's a complete package deal. Um, You know, exercise, mindfulness, mindful breathing, just basically taking care of yourself so that your uh, immune system does not weaken because if your immune system weakens and you go to the hospital for anything, they're going to say you got that thing. They're not even going to check for nothing else. They're going to say you got that thing, And then when they say you got that thing, then the symptoms will ensue. You see, because that's what I'm trying to get across. When the mind is at this ease, illness or disease takes place in the body. So that is what my section is all about, promoting a healthy, active, fit lifestyle. Because, you know, like I said, they um, weaponize this media. They're constantly bombarding us with uh, negative imagery, negative audio. And that wreaks havoc on your subconscious. And in the subconscious, that is where reality is born. So if I'm constantly bombarded like with images and audio, you can't. You're less than. It will take root to some capacity in your body. So, how do we combat that? We got to armor up. We got to, you know, physical, mentally, and spiritually. That's what that segment's all about. The complete package deal. I give the tips. You know, you can take and do your own due diligence, take and run with it. But just putting some positive in the atmosphere—that's what the health and wellness segment is about. And then um, next after the uh, health and wellness segment would be my speaking segment. Uh, my uh, yeah, my speaking point segment. If I have something on the mind, or there is something you know in current news a current hot-button situation either happened directly in the Black community or in the entire world. But, you know, if it's happening in the entire world, I give it to you from the Black perspective. How does this, you know, affect us? Where do we fit into this little piece? So, yeah. And then my last segment is I close out with final thoughts. And plug anything I got going on after the final thoughts. And then that's, you know, the narrative podcast experience in a nutshell. But like I said, you know, today is just, I'm, um, picking up where, uh, I left off last time where I was getting off, where I was like getting all that, uh, distortion and, um, so, yeah, this is just a super light bike. This is just added on to what I already did. Um, yeah. So diving right into it, I think I left off on the uh, health and wellness tip. So the health and wellness tip of last week was the uh, health benefits of maca roots. So maca root is a Peruvian, is from the, uh, is a Peruvian plant, indigenous to the Andes mountains. So like over there is, you know, Peruvian cooking. If you know anything about Peru, they use, I think they also eat a lot of seafood as well. Um... I, myself, I cannot actually say I have had it in raw form. I haven't had the actual root itself. I've only had root powder. But um, just the powder works amazing for me. You know, mixing it in your smoothies and your juice. Um, it's most definitely a superfood. Uh, it helps the uh, male and female libido so it's like you know health benefits to keep you you know everything keeping the mojo join if you catch my drift wink 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 huh fellas keeping the mojo join wink wink okay so like i already said it's good for um libido male and female uh, it has flavonoids, which, um, helps improve your mood. So it's good to fight against, you know, depression and anxiety. And it also fights free radicals. So free radicals, if you don't know, it, it's basically like an energy drainer, um, Free radicals is just as bad, or if not worse, as, as inflammation in the body. Um, so you definitely want to do everything to prevent free radicals from forming. Um, it's also rich in antioxidants, which means if you're trying to lose weight, it helps burn fat. That's what it's most noted for is the antioxidant properties. Um, in women uh, it helps reduce uh, menopausal symptoms so you can like brew it in a tea when you're you know having a hot flash going through going through the change you know what I'm saying and it also improves memory or we'll have to be professional studies have shown its. <laughs> it improves memory, but, um, it's a very good, uh, roots. I guess there's a root, is, our roots veggies? Well, yeah, there are veggie roots, like a carrot, technically a carrot's a, well, that's a whole different show, but, um, anyway, so anyway, that will conclude the health and wellness tip. That's about, like I said, where I left off the other day on Saturday was the health and wellness tip. Before it just started, just I got all that feedback and distortion, and that's all you heard for like twenty minutes after the uh, health and wellness tip was. They tried to say it was my microphone. I, it was not my microphone, but oh, well. So my speaking point was, um, I think they was having the uh, midterm elections. And um, so the uh, discussion was, you know, something that what they was trying to discuss was reparations. And like I said, I can't break it down like how I broke it down last time because, you know, I was just in the moment. You know, I got to say I was real intuitive. I was real on fire last weekend. Like the energy was just there because I was like, basically, I find it very insulting, like how they're proposing, um, you know, reparations. They're trying to talk about putting together a committee to do studies in research on reparations. When we should definitely, like, the research part of it, that, that's already settled. We shouldn't even be at the research part of it. We should be at the uh, signing, the executive orders, passing it into the law. We should have been there like decades ago. Literally decades ago. Because talking about it and studying it is just, it's asinine at this point. And it's not something that should be up for debate. This is a debt. America owes us. You know they hit us with the triple whammy because not all of us descended from slavery. The we are the original indigenous man. There's not one corner of the globe that we wasn't already. Inhabiting, including the Americas. Who was already here, baby? But they lied to us and put us on plantations and called us black and used us basically for intellectual property. Never intending to pay us, never intending to set us free. And then the ones they bought up for Africa, that's they got it, had it even worse. You know, we was all still getting whippings and um, like they was just doing some horrendous things to us. They was using our children for alligator bait. They was, um, you know, mutilating our women, like taking the babies out of their uh, stomach, their pregnant stomachs, killing the babies, um, but breaking the men, just all kinds of stuff they was doing to us. That was just during slavery. Then it was like um, during the civil rights era, which was really civil rights slash human rights, because they was treating us like animals. Still, they going to turn around and like come up with these uh, Jim Crow laws. Free us, but didn't have no give us no way to to financially sustain ourselves and make it a crime for being broke so that's like you know initially what jail was designed for jail was designed for us the police was designed for us the police force the police force originated from the slave patrol like just like right quick my uh non-black listeners like just Listen to this little scenario. Excuse me, sir, can I see your license and registration, please? That's present day. Back then, hey, boy, where's your papers? See the parallel there? And y'all got the audacity to, 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 to try to put together a committee to discuss it? when you know darn well you owe it to us. Like, black people should not be paying for anything right now. We shouldn't be paying for anything right now. So if you're black and you're currently on public assistance, keep your head held high, because they owe you that anyway. They owe you that anyway. That's the least they could do. And so black people, we got to stop dogging each other out about that, too, because some of y'all, you know, y'all like four or five generations on the public assistance. And you was just the uh, one out of your family to make it. And now you are talking, talking bad about people. Or trying to have your nose all up in the air like you didn't come from that. You know, they pit us against one another with the money. Like I remember it was in the schools, like, you know, black kids. It was like the reduced lunch kids over here and then the free lunch kids over there. And then if your mom and dad had a real good job, you was playing to hold the buck fifty. For the little lunch, or was it what? Two twenty five. Yeah, I think reduced lunch was like a dollar fifty or $1.75. dollar seventy five. But um, anyway, like I said, they owed us that. Like, If they don't want to give us money, like everything should just be free then. And the only thing we should be, only out of pocket expense we should be paying is like, you know, cell phone, internet. Like housing should be free, food should be free. You know, that's the only thing we should be able to uh, pay for on our own is cost of living expenses. Like, if you got a vehicle, your gas in your own vehicle, your own vehicle, you know what I'm saying? That shit all, you know, that should the only be the only thing we're paying for. Public um, transportation should be free as well for black people. Like, if you got to catch the bus, the train, or the... Uh, Whatever ferry boat, ferry boat, bus train, whatever like city you live in, that should be free if you're black. If they don't wanna give us the monthly check, I mean, because like I said, a whole lot of us are original indigenous natives, but we don't get the tribal check. So college should be free. If you've already went to college, your college debt should be wiped out. Because you can't say you don't have it. They just keep showing us they got it. They just gave um, the Ukraine like, uh, what, 13 million? When that thing first hit, they just got a trillion You shouldn't even, how how can you be broke off a trillion? How can you be in debt off a trillion? It don't make no sense. Well, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. It's just like the system's not broke. It's, It's doing what it's designed to do. They don't want us to have tangibles. Like I said in the previous statement, Us having tangibles would mean they have to, you know, sacrifice their way of life. And not all white people, but a whole lot of them, you know, like being white is their cup of coffee in the morning. Because no matter how bad life is going for them, no matter how low they feel, they can say, I've even heard some white people say this. Well, at least I'm not an N-word, you know. And us, all of us, having tangibles that would, you know, just disrupt their way of life, because they couldn't live in those gated communities anymore without a black neighbor anymore. They couldn't live in them cul sacks without seeing like eight, nine black people on the same block anymore if we all had access to the wealth. It's not only profitable for uh, Caucasians, it's profitable for the Asians, it's profitable for uh, Middle Easterns, it's profitable for Eastern Europeans to come over here. It's even profitable for... Uh, a lot of our own African brothers and sisters that come over here from Africa. And they be looking at us like, you know, what they know is all up in the ear for us not to have tangibles. So that was basically my speaking point. Um, The reparations is just I don't believe it's going, I believe it's coming. I just, I don't have, at this point, I don't have faith in legislation. But um, if you keep the conversation going, you know, it It, it got to happen. It got to. But if we, if we keep on saying, I always say on my platform, the power of words, if we keep on saying we're never going to get it, then we're never going to get it. But if we keep on, you know, putting it in the atmosphere, you owe us. You know, because that's the thing they're not getting. It's not a handout. It's not a handout. Really, if you want to keep it super real, public assistance is not a handout. So, black people stop saying you're up in that white man's office acting for a handout. That's not a handout. That's what they owe you anyway. They owe you that anyway. That's the least they can do. That's the least they can do. You feel me? So it ain't no handout. You owe us, cause like, what's your energy when somebody owes you money? You gonna be like, "Hey, can I get that? Can I get that?" Or you gonna be more aggressive about your bread? I seen a um, one of them like Instagrams or Vine stories or something, a long, long time ago. Um, Buddy was in the mall shopping with his girl. It was around tax season, and it was his own blood relative. He seen them. Uh, they was running up the tab at a foot locker. He had, like, Buddy had, like, about four or five pairs of exclusive Nikes, like exclusive J-bones. And then his girl had, you know, some shoes stacked up. I don't know if his uh, girl was buying him the shoes or he was buying the girls. The video didn't show that. But it showed his cousin pressing him about his bread. He went up into the uh, footlocker, because I guess he must have just been like months and months and months asking for his money. Man, Buddy took all them Nikes off that uh, counter. He's like, nah, nah, bro, it's not happening. It's not happening today. Ain't none of this. He apologized to the girl because she didn't know what was going on, but... It's so like, nah, cause you ain't not not none of this. And then he was like, well, Marissa, my shorty knee shoes, my short knee shoes, I've been blowing your phone up, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And you've been just sidestepping to me, sidestepping me. You ain't trying to give me a little bit at a time, and now I catch you at the mall balling out. Nah, it's not happening. It's not happening. And like you could tell he wanted to rock him right in the store, but he didn't, because A, he's his family. And he didn't want to, you know, sack us all up. But my point is like, they owe us the money. You see? You, they owe us. So the energy level needs to change. We need to change the narrative about reparations and get them to see it's a debt. Stops talking about the. Uh, the national debt and talk about our spiritual debt. This is like why America is in the state that it's in right now because they refuse to make things right with black people. Honest and for true, like any like, you know, baby boomer that's non-black will say in a heartbeat, this country is going to hell in the handbasket. Why is it going to hell in the handbasket? Because y'all won't make it right with black people. Y'all won't attempt to make it right. You don't even want to say, damn our bad. That's why we're having mass shootings. You got thousands of years of blood on your hands in dealing with our people. Without us, there would be no America. You understand? They forced us to fight in the pivotal war that, you know, defined America. It wouldn't be America like in the colonial war. They couldn't have won the colonial war without the slaves, they couldn't have won the civil war without the slaves. Them down south boys was running us into the ground. The Confederates was running the uh, northerners into the ground. We promised we'll free you. So we got lied to twice. Couldn't have won WW1 without black people. Couldn't have won WW2 without black people. Couldn't have won Desert Storm without us. Y'all, oh, pay up. It's just funny to me how we are so compassionate and caring for everyone else, empathetic for everyone else's, all these little groups. We, uh, you know, put up on our timeline, support this, support that. But nobody ever supports talks of reparations. Not even our own brothers and sisters. Like, just because you don't live in America, you know you come over here. You know you like it over here. And when you come over here, you can use your platforms to talk about it. Um, hip-hop, like, music's for Everybody. That's what that culture was invented for, is for everybody. But when it first began, there was hardly any, you know, Caucasian MCs. It was just mostly like black and Latino. Black and Spanish. I mean, some Spanish people identify as black, but that's a whole nother topic for another whole nother show. But um, yeah, we like was graceful enough to let them in the house of hip hop. And so like, you you know, we don't care about you being Caucasian. If you you can do your thing, get busy, you welcome. You family, right? But when we veer outside, into other genres, we're not received well. Like case in point, country music. Like, you know, the hell that the uh, Neville brothers had to go through, you know, the hell Eddie James had to go through, uh, Chuck Berry. And we was the ones that originated that genre of music. Like, we started it and just gave it to y'all, like, huh? Yes, black people started country western music. I know. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to accept it, but we did. I mean, the term cowboy was originally for us. It was a derogatory term. And then just later it spiraled into, you know, something uh, masculine and macho like the cowboy but originally it was just a term to you know, denigrate black people on the ranch, to uh, denigrate black ranch hens. They would call them cowboys. Go fetch them cows, boy. So what I wanna start seeing and what I hope I start seeing there's more Caucasian people, not that we need y'all to fight our battles, but if you say you don't have a problem with black people and you want us to just be all, you know, a part of the human experience and all get along, you will want to see us with our own neighborhoods. You will want to see us having our own tangibles. I mean, we are the biggest consumers, I, pre- I say pretty much on the planet. So do you realize what the impact that would have on the economy if we had our own neighborhoods again? Like all that money will go back into the community, into the, uh, you know, national treasury. If we're keeping it home, if we're making our own clothes, manufacturing our own clothes, instead of buying all the foreign labels and foreign cars, keeping everything homegrown on U.S. soil. We're the only group of people that don't actually authentically have their own neighborhood. We once did. But then we uh, got segregation, and the only thing we wanted was just not to get lynched for veering off into, you know, a white neighborhood or uh, wake up with crosses burning in our front yards. That's the only thing we wanted, uh, you know, segregation from. The only thing we wanted out of segregation. I mean, of course, you know, people intermingle and interrelation, interracial relations happen. And, you know, it is what it is. You like who you like. You love who you love. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But what's wrong is when you sit up there and use your position, your status in life, to, you know, oppress another person. And it's like everybody just, you know, moves their checkerboard piece over the black checker in America. Everybody. I level it when foreigners say, well, my great-great-grandpa and, and whoever, whoever, they didn't speak a lick of English. They came over here on a raft and they came over here and da 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 like you it wouldn't be a here to come over to if it wasn't for mine. So we need money for that. We need compensation. It's a debt, it's not a handout, and we just need to be universal across the board with it. Um like I said, the genre of hip hop, all these white rappers and white R and B artists. Like, yeah, y'all kind of owe a debt to say something. Like if black culture has influenced you or inspired you to be who you are, you owe a debt to say something. That's our plight. You need to use your platforms. Um, White actors, actresses, y'all do y'all's little TikToks. Y'all can sit up there and talk about Freda Wells and PETA and all that bull, which I can't you know, use your platforms to talk up for us. And we've been here for forever. Like George Floyd, that was a moment. It was a moment that, you know, forever changed the landscape of America, but that was a moment. You know how many George Floyds there was before George Floyd. It was a Emmett Till before that. It was a. It was a Eric Garner. It was a. Uh, Sean Bell. It was a. I can just go on and on and on and on. But nobody ever comes to bat for our plight. So my final uh, word I want to say about the reparation is a debt. It's not a handout. I want that to resonate. I want that to sink in. It's a debt, not a handout. To all my non-black listeners, to all my non-black friends, associates, um, you know, Colleagues, reparations is a debt owed, not a handout. So, like, just imagine how many white rappers, if they put that in their rhymes, like it's a debt owed, not a handout. How that'll resonate. How many Caucasian R&B singers, you know, Whatever. Like if we get put it out in the, you know, in the universe, like it's a debt, not a handout. It's something owed to us. You ain't doing that for us. You giving me what you owe me. Straight like that. Um, so the next section I did not get to do was my final thoughts. So, in my final thoughts today, I just want to say, um, I've been saying it over and over and over again, and I'm gonna keep saying it until I feel the need not to say it for a fi- final thoughts. Um, prepare, get ready. Get ready for things to come. Get yourself ready. Um, If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. We're going to have another quarantine. All signs are pointing to it, the exact same pattern as last time when we had all this inflation. Um, We had all these random streams of V-words Um, things was going on with the vegetation, things was going on in the animal kingdom. Like, all the, you know, all those signs is pointing to that. Then also we're going to have another uprising. Like, it's literally we got one more straw before it's the last straw, before, you know, the camel's back breaks, We're gonna have another one of those. And then this time it's you know, hey if you thought it was bad last time, you ain't seen nothing yet. So I don't I'm not trying to spread gloom and doom. I'm just a messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just here to deliver the truth. I'm just hey, get ready. Keep your uh, water supply at plentiful. Keep your, uh, you know, your non-perishables at plentiful. Learn some agriculture. Learn how to grow some stuff. Uh, get you alternate means to get, get you a higher ground plan. Get you a, a passport on debt. Um, physically. Keep yourself in good cardiovascular shape because it's going to come a moment where you're going to have to walk or run a really far distance pretty soon. And that's for real. I mean, like all the signs is right there pointing to it. If, like even Stephen Wonder can see it. all this violence happening and it's not even officially summertime hasn't really even officially peaked yet. So yeah, get ready. That's my final thought. Get ready and stay ready. Um, Leaving on up out of here. I just want to uh, say, um, support the podcast, um, download this episode of the Narrative podcast, as well as all previously um, uploaded episodes of the Narrative podcast. Um, also, please support my poetry blog. It's pretty much um, a collection of all my uh, poetry. I write poems um, pretty much every single day. It's, it's nearly a, a daily poem every single day. Some days I miss. The days I miss, it's like I start typing it like a quarter to midnight, like say today's Monday, right? If I start typing that like a quarter to midnight and it doesn't get finished and I don't finish it till like midnight, then it's no longer the Monday poem because now Tuesday. So and in that minute, I wouldn't post one at all because I write them in the moment. So, you know, this is like fresh out of my mind, right onto the screen. Um, they're really good. Very profound, very impactful. Uh, do yourself a favor, please uh, support my poetry blog called Hawsey's Poetry Corner at www.mrhawseysblogs.com. And my tagline is Poetry with a Passion. Poetry for all occasions. Um, every single like week or every, single, every other day, I'm posting one. So always check that blog out to support it. Um, the best way to support it is when you see a poem, um, post it to all your platforms, post it on Facebook, post it on Twitter, um, Instagram, whatever. Whatever your favorite platform is, post a uh, poem from Halsey's Poetry Corner. Go to www.mrhawseysblogs.com. Post that to all your social media. Uh, follow Hawsey's Poetry Corner. At Um We'll go to it and just hit the like button. And like I said, for uh, the Narrative Podcast, download and like all episodes of the Narrative Podcast and all previously recorded episodes of the uh, Narrative Podcast. Um, so. That 100th episode is winking at me. I've been doing this for a year now. So, you know, trust me when I'm telling you I'm getting the momentum. I'm popping up a lot more in feeds. So, like, I'm coming. So I got a whole lot of stuff in motion. I will tell you and keep you up on all my other projects as they're completed. So just continue to support the Narrative Podcast um, support Hawsey's Poetry Corner, uh, peace and love, uh, catch you, um, this week for sure. And, um, yeah, every weekend, a full episode of the Narrative Podcast, guaranteed. Then also, um, I also do weekdays, my random lives. I go live randomly during the weekday. I don't know when. That's why they're called random lives. And basically what I do is share, deliver, uh, you know, positive articles that I come across and deliver commentary on anything going on in the world. And, you know, try to keep it short, try to keep it brief, try to keep all my episodes short and brief, to the point I don't like exceeding an hour because after you talk for hour with well, no speaking points, it's just a rant. And I definitely do not want to rant. I want you, you know, my content to resonate with you. And um yeah. Um Also, I guess before I get out of here, I'll break it down what I said I was going to break it down what a narrator is. Um, so I call my listeners narrators because we all have the power to change the narrative. And my overall goal is to you know impress upon the importance of sharing positive content. Like you're a full grown adults. You can do posts whatever you like on your uh, platform, I'm not telling you what to post. Like, you can post whatever you want, but just know when you post, you know, it's people outside of black culture that's looking at that. So it's like, I'm black. I understand the nuances within our culture, but other people do not. And it turns into, a, you know, are they laughing with us or are they laughing at us type thing? So we definitely want to, you know, post positive things, um, post things that show us in a positive light, you know, impacting our community, empowering our community, impacting our youth, empowering our youth, and, you know, just spreading positivity and growth and love and, you know, harmony, basically. Just promoting the opposite of what they show us all the time. So, you know, we got the power to change the narrative. So I change the narrative one episode at a time And as a narrator, you have the uh, power to change the narrative one social media post at a time. Does that make sense? Hope it does. All right, y'all. So this went way longer than what I intended because I just wanted to, you know, just um, upload a section that I didn't get to last week because I had all that distortion and feedback, that technical difficulty. But um Hey, it's getting better. Um, each episode's getting better. My content's getting better. My platform is growing. My listeners are growing. So I'm I'm here. I'm knocking. Thanks for all the support. Catch you uh, next time. Narrative podcast. Halsey Allen signing off. Y'all have a good rest of y'all's day.